how can you not be excited about the way the Oilers put together an effort like that against the Carolina Hurricanes? This is a team that coming into last night's game, in the previous nine contests, the Canes were 7-1-1 one, one against the Oilers. So to see them come out and get two goals in the first two shifts is just, it was the start you want. It was almost like the boys remembered what happened to them two weeks ago and they wanted to repay the favor in front of the home crowd. I just, I, I was so excited last night. That was the Oilers I want to watch on a nightly basis. It was so much fun. They're they're a fun team, uh, especially because, and a coach has been saying this forever, so much offense comes off the defense. And Evan Bouchard, uh, he didn't get an assist on the play, but he made one of those nicest play I've seen this year by an Oilers defenseman. He seems to really be coming into his own here. Listen, there was a lot of us, and myself included, that I love Evan Bouchard. I want to say that first and foremost. But I think it was fair to point out some of the defensive foibles that were happening earlier in the season. But over the last couple of weeks, he's really, really cleaned a lot of that stuff up. And he's looking confident with the puck on his stick. He's making really nice plays. Al, the thing I love the most about Evan Bouchard's game right now is even though he's moving at what seems like a very slow pace, he just weaves his way through the opposing defenders, and it's really fun to watch. He's a confident player right now. Love to see him having the nine-game point streak. There's so much to like about Evan Bouchard, but then there's going to be times when on the defense side of the puck, you're frustrated. But lately, that just hasn't happened. And I, I think that it's important to point out that some of the defensive issues that were causing the uproar earlier in the season have just they've been cleaned up for the most part lately. Yeah, it's true. And I think that they're, all three pairings played well. Uh, it looks like since the coaching staff has taken over, a lot of things have gotten figured out, and those are good things. And, and Stuart Skinner, uh, you know, I mean, I think 936 in his last five games or so, he seems to be back to what we would expect and a little better, and that would be a huge deal. They've still got to go get another goalie, but Skinner recently has really given hope, I think, to the Oilers and the fans. Hey, man. Stu last night, I thought, against the Hurricanes, he looked big in the net. He looked calm. His mechanics looked quiet. He was facing the shooter. Didn't give up many rebounds. His, his catching glove was dialed in. He is playing some very, very good hockey. Not just very good hockey. The numbers that you just rattled off of the last five starts, that's elite numbers. And I know that there's a there's an 850-860 mixed in there somewhere with the game against Vegas, too. Mm-hmm. So they could be even better. But Stu's playing so, so well. He looks like the guy that led the Oilers into the playoffs last year. It's been a lot of fun to watch him kind of rebound. I, I wonder, I do wonder how much of this, you know, Jack Campbell's obviously in Bakersfield. How much of it is just Stuart Skinner being like, okay, I'm the starter. I'm dialed in. I'm playing every night. This is my job to take. And right now he's doing a great job of it, no matter how he's getting there. I love seeing him connect the dots. And Stu's obviously going to be a big part of this comeback into this season. And he's playing really well right now. Broberg is a guy uh, who, you know, has not played much recently. And the Oilers, they need their young players and their their um, value contracts under a million to, to, to play. Uh, hard to get into the lineup. He's been sent down. Ben Gleason coming back up. Broberg will be able to play. And whether or not he gets traded is another matter. But uh, what do you feel about him going, heading down to Bakersfield for a few games? I think, I think it was the right call. Ultimately, you, this is just, like I know he was drafted in a handful of years ago, in 2019. But this is still a this is still a young man, and I think that he needs to play big minutes. Like right now, he's averaging 12 and a half, something like that, over the course of his career. And I just don't know that that's enough. But at the same point, the Oilers are very much in win now mode, and they need people to come in and play steady minutes and wrestle away a job. 
it, it, I could, I think about Vinny DeHarnay, and I know they're different players. They play on both on one's left-handed, one's right-handed. One's got wheels. One's more of a bruising defenseman. I get that they're vastly different, but I look that. Vinny DeHarnay was given an opportunity to kind of get into the NHL lineup last year, and he didn't let the job go. He grabbed the bull by the horns, and he just wrestled that job into his own. And now he's cemented himself as an everyday player. We just haven't seen that from Broberg. And I don't necessarily agree with the idea that the others haven't given him a chance to play. He does have 79 NHL games under his belt. I know that that could be more, should be more probably, but that's just where he's at right now. And when given the opportunities, I think that he hasn't wrestled that job into his arms the way Vinny DeHarnay has. And I'm hopeful that this resolution, there's a resolution that could be had here that's not necessarily a trade. I think that the Oilers are very shy on defensive depth. I like the idea of Philip Broberg in the organization. I like the idea of him being in Bakersfield, playing top pairing, hopefully minutes um, down there and getting some of the reps in. But this whole, I also understand the player's angle, right? He wants to play hockey and he's not doing a whole lot of that right now. So maybe there's somewhere else that might give him that chance. But ultimately there has to be some accountability on the player as well as the organization for the way he's developed himself. Sports 1440 Bag Milk, our guest from Oilers Nation. The Edmonton Oilers now look like the team we thought they'd be at the start of the year when many of us, including myself, picked them to win the Stanley Cup. I just want your... You've covered the team for a while now. Um, your your opinion about how outrageous this scene, this season has been, just from the point of view of the highest highs and the lowest lows, this is like dating when you're young. It's all over Hell's Half Acre. Oh, without question. It's, it's truly puzzling how this year has gone because the Oilers find themselves on a five-game win streak. Some very, very – and there are some good teams in this mix. Let's, let's not – let's not pretend that they've only been beating bottom feeders, but at the end of the day, they just won their fifth straight game and they're still near the bottom of the NHL standings. It is truly puzzling. It, it's, you know, and, and I know that, that like looking back, McDavid getting hurt at home, getting hurt. I do think there was some uh, defensemen who were like, had had so much information in their brains. They were sort of, uh, you know, they stopped, thinking or over overthought everything and they were not effective but i i think we have to give some some credit to the coaching staff and listening to the players paul coffee who doesn't have it's not like he's got 10 years of coaching in the nhl like say charlie howdy or more than 10 uh coffee does seem to be a defense whisperer here listen I am going to be the first to issue a, an apology to Paul Coffey. I was very critical of bringing him in behind the bench because of what you just said. He doesn't have any coaching experience at the NHL level. That wasn't his thing. But the reality is what we're seeing is we're seeing a defensive group that's playing with confidence right now. At OilersNation.com just yesterday or two days ago, Jason Greger had an article up where he was talking to Darnell Nurse about Paul Coffey's messaging. And it just seems like it's really registering with the guy. So for myself and I think a lot of the fan base, the early returns on coffee behind the bench have been excellent. And I personally feel like I owe him an apology because I just did not understand the move at all when it happened. But right now it's looking good. You've got players like Vinny DeHarnay is making more confident plays with the puck. That was, that was something I didn't expect to see Cody Cece jumping into the rush. Again, he had a clear look on net last night that with, you know, a little bit of luck, he would have had his first goal in a hundred games. So I don't know what those conversations are necessarily like behind the bench or in the room or on the ice, but, Paul Coffey's got something going here, and I'm ready to follow him down the rabbit hole. It's it's a fascinating situation with this team, and still we're going to see some moves. We're we're obviously goaltending is going to be an issue. 
Uh, Gregor has said, you know, they were going to send Broberg down, and they have. Uh, he's also said they're going to call Campbell back up, and that may be the next step. Do you think that's the right call, give him one more chance, or do you think they should just make a move and get another goalie for Skinner uh, as a 1B or whatever the case may be? Well, I mean, Al, nobody asked my opinion except for you, so I'm gonna, I would, if it was up to me and I was Jeff Jackson, I'd be trying to make that trade now. If you can find a way to get Jeff, Jack Campbell off the books and potentially free up some cap space while you're at it, I don't know what that would cost, mind you. Again, I'm just guessing and spitballing here. That would be my first route, but it does seem like the Oilers want to give Jack another chance to, to see what he can do at the NHL level. The problem with that, though, is it's not exactly like he's been lights out in the AHL. He did have that run of games where they're, you know, mixed in a shutout there. He had some quality starts in there. But then there was the one from, you know, we all saw the tweets from Bruce Carlock on Saturday night where there was two goals that went in that had no business going in at any professional level. So the problem I have with recalling Jack and hoping that he can find his game is that the Oilers don't really have the luxury of hoping that he can find his game, especially at a position as critical as goaltending. They need wins. They need keepers that are going to stop pucks, and I'm concerned about that with Jack Campbell. You're only going to find out if you give him the chance, and it seems like the Oilers want to do that. I just don't know that that's the best call. Maybe if they were running away with the division and they were up up in you know the top three with Vegas, L.A., and Vancouver, it's a different conversation. But right now they're at the bottom, and I don't know that hoping and wishing that your goalie can bounce back is the move when you're in that spot. So currently the last wild card spot is owned uh by the st louis blues 27 points in 25 games Oilers are six points behind but have two games in hand so really if they win both uh they'd be two points behind do you think they'll be close to a playoff spot by new year's eve one thousand percent I, I just if the team can keep playing the way they have over the last five games, I know there's going to be losses mixed in there. You're not going to win every night. I'd love to see it, but you know that's not going to happen. They're going to be right there. I think that there's some teams like that are going to come down to earth as well as the Oilers, uh, as the Oilers head the other way. You know, you know, we love to talk about PDO, Al, and I think that the Oilers are finally getting that that regression to the mean in terms of their PDO, whereas there are other teams that kind of started off hot like a pistol that are starting to come downward. I look at you, Vancouver Canucks. I see your four and six in the last 10. I'm not saying that they're not going to be a playoff team, but they're starting to look not quite like the world beaters they were early on. So to answer the question directly, 100%, I do think the Oilers are going to be in the mix, if not right there by the end of the summer. It's really funny because we talk about the Oilers and they're you know up and down like a yo-yo. They have two games in hand on Calgary and are two points behind. Uh, they're reeling them in. Uh, and Calgary's gone 5-4-1, and one, but the, the, the Oilers seem like they've gotten everything together here. Do you think Ben Gleason will play much during his recall? That is an interesting question. I, I don't know the answer to it. I, just, I don't think he will because it seems like Nobby likes to go with the 12-6. I think if that he was more uh, into the 11-7 idea as Jay Woodcroft would, we'd see Ben Gleason more often. But I don't know how often we're going to see him because my thought there is, who do you pull out? Yeah. You're not going to pull out Brett Kulak. You're obviously not going to pull out Matthias Ekholm. He's looking like Matthias Ekholm of last year, by the way. He's finally picking himself back up. And Darnell Nurse is also playing some really good hockey. So... On the left side, there's nobody. And on the right side, I don't see it either. So how much is he going to play? I don't know. I just imagine he's going to be sitting there eating some popcorn, enjoying the best of Rogers' plays over the next two weeks. Good stuff. Thanks for this. Appreciate it.